Kia ora and welcome to Beyond Consultation, a podcast that will help you in your public or community sector work to increase your impact by doing more than just ticking the box of consultation. I'm Paul McGregor from Business Lab, and we're interested in the mindsets and methods of people who are making a bigger impact by working collaboratively with communities, industries, and other organizations. Ma mihi mote Kia and welcome back to episode 22 of Beyond Consultation. I wasn't completely sure how to introduce today's episode, so I did what any lazy millennial does and went to the internet, went to RNZ's Te Māori page, just to get a sense of some of the things that are happening at the moment. We've got Ngāti Haka Iwi opposing the extension of a landfill site onto their whenua maunga rau o te papa, that's their sacred mountain. We've got 1,500 people turning up to the Far North District Council offices to protest changes to land use. And here's another. Ngāti Paua members protesting a new marina on Waiheke because council spoke to some people in Ngāti Paua, but those people did not have the mandate to represent Ngāti Paua's views, so they're not feeling heard in that process. And you read these kind of things and you just go, ah, what's going on here? It's that kind of frustration that led to today's guest, who works at New Zealand Treasury, putting out this post on LinkedIn a couple of months ago, saying, come on, it's time to level up from level 101, the basics, to actually having some real talk about Crown Māori relations. And the response to that post was pretty massive for something like that, you know, specific to Aotearoa New Zealand, and it's got... 413 likes and 167 comments some of them pretty deep some of them just people saying yes we need to have this conversation one person here says well it seems like the smoke from the little fire you just lit is blowing far in the wind and folks are gathering wood and kai and are all heading your way and i thought well what can i do to stoke the fire to fan the flames but to have them come on the show and share a little bit about where did that post come from And what are the hopes for the future? Today's episode is very much zooming out to tell a bit of the story of where we've come from with Crown Māori relationships and where we might be going next. And for any of our international listeners, I'm sure you will still find this episode helpful because there's always parallels between what might be happening in your country and what's happening in ours. If you are wanting more of the how do I engage better with Māori whānau, with iwi, with hapu, I would say go and listen to episode 9 with Atafai Tibble, which is all about the five whys of Māori engagement, and that's why spelt W-A-I, which is a questioning word. And Atafai has five questions that you can ask yourself if you are wanting to engage your partner with Māori. But today's episode, please welcome to the show, Kara Nepeavatu. You've been involved in education, Ministry of Social Development, Treasury, kind of all these big picture. What's been the, the interest for you? How did what sparked all that? Well, it even started before then. 
Like I went to a kura growing up, a kura Māori, right up until I was 15 years old and then I made a shift into Wanganui Collegiate, which was like a, an extreme in itself. So mm. you went from like having 100 plus cousins in one school mm. and then you were walking within this prestigious Anglican school who's very much a driver for achievement and it's just a different conversation a different place and I love both of them but it did prepare me well for coming to university and into the public service around Mm. being able to walk in wherever space I need to be and in university I honestly didn't know what I wanted to do (laughs) <laughs> what I did know is I loved whānau, I loved culture, I loved doing well at what I did and I, I got to play a little bit in university. I tried business, I did a bit of economics and accounting, not really my cup of tea but business definitely more broadly, mm. surprisingly given that I'm in treasury right now but I think while I was there I managed to jump in a lot of social policy work papers I did public policy I did a lot of Maori study courses in Maori business and I think the pull towards more social justice social policy was strong I don't know Mm. if it's the background I have with my parents in education and social work and working with iwi that kind of it's just kind of ingrained a little bit in my DNA Uh and so when there was an opportunity after uni to jump into an education role that kind of really played on those values that I had. Yeah, yeah. It was just like a no-brainer. I was like, I'm there. Sweet. Yeah, sweet, sweet. And I've just had really good opportunities, been around some really amazing people in the public service who still around me. Mm. And yeah, been jumping from really cool, interesting projects. Um, I do call myself a little bit of a terrace hopper. So <laughs> Because honestly, education is just across the road, just across the terrace. So I've been able to be part of some really big policy shifts in government over the years, a number of governments. And I just, I feel like I've been really fortunate to be in the right places at the right time to Mm. do some gnarly things, which I think has built me into the space of being able to go on even gnarlier (laughs) projects, high priority, and be able to walk quite safely and confidently in those spaces as well. Yeah. True to who I am. And I can see you're you're almost like a bit of a translator or a bridge between two different worlds, maybe, that you've experienced when you were growing up in a kūra, speaking te reo Māori, and then suddenly off to an Anglican high school. (laughs) And so you can bring that into your mahi, your work now. I should yeah. also say mum's mum and even my husband's family, they're very Catholic as well. So the mix is quite, yeah. it's quite interesting. I think so. I think it's just my respective of everyone around me and the environments and it's each their own. But I think I'm really conscious of where we're wanting to get to or where I feel like I want our kids to experience moving forward. And as long as we're all respective on that platform and there is an outcome we're working towards, I'm there for it. Mm. Um, willing to give it a go and I guess the thing is there's always so much going on in government and the needs are far greater like the demand for um, people to come in and do the mahi is so high sometimes you have to have to jump to kind of spread the expertise but I would would say there's just not enough of us too you know (laughs) yeah and that's the hard thing about government or any purpose impact driven Mm. work is you're never 
trying to decide should we say yes to that good thing or no to that bad thing it's just which good thing do we say no to and there's 10 good things that we'd like to do and there's hundreds of good things we like to do and we have to say no to some of them and that's really hard it is hard because these aren't just singular issues they're complex and interrelated like things Mm. that happen in health for our or education for our tamariki there's a health element to that. There's around how we support the whānau, so that social development side, so that our babies are in their best place to learn mm. and our whānau are strong in helping them to do that. And then there's also employment side, the economy, making sure. It's all, so it's all interconnected, but yeah, where do you prioritise? And mm. is priority a thing or do we need to get just more people in to do the work? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I would say probably the former right now. Kara, what, what kind of what sparked us having this call at all was your LinkedIn post. It's just re-looking at your LinkedIn page this morning. This, this post has got 413 likes and 167 comments or something. Can you just walk me through, you know, what was that and what was going on for you that sparked that? I knew this would be the core of our conversation. It has to be. So like many in the public service, we value a good conference. We want to go fill our kit there and bring in <laughs> some more tools wherever possible. And of late, there's been a couple that I've been to where I think we could do a little bit more. We could do a little bit further, particularly when we were talking about how we engage with Indigenous people on an international stage. What, how did it start? Well, I almost want you want to get you to read it out now. <laughs> it's such a great post. If you don't know, do you want to read it or should I read it out? I don't even have it on me. Here we go, I've got it. You go for it and then Uh-oh. I'll add. <laughs> Today I attended an Indigenous slash government partnership focused conference, hoping for some real talk, but was underwhelmed by the facilitation and the 101 kaupapa questions posed to our rangatira. Time to level up. I would love to run a real talk conference on Crown Māori partnership in Aotearoa. Would consist of sharing good partnership models, idea hub or space for iwi communities, business and government to grow partnerships. Speakers and panels with Nali mm. Kopapa on realizing partnership based on Kotahitanga, Tikanga, Manakitanga, Fanonga Tanga, and Tiakitanga. Would you be interested in this? Who wants to be part of the organizing committee? Smiley face, uh, fist, hand up. <laughs> I know. It sounds great when you say it. And then <laughs> I think we need this. Mm. I say that quite broadly because I just want to acknowledge there are a number of conferences and forums out there that do do some of this stuff. One in particular that comes to mind was the Native American and Indigenous Studies Association that was recently held in New Zealand. Mm. Amazing. Like some of the kaupapa they had were, oh, but you don't look Māori. And it really talked about biases and how people were feeling and what. And it was really great conversation. What I felt like when I was at this particular conference that really triggered that type of post was the facilitators in particular really didn't have an understanding of the cultural backgrounds of some of the speakers. Mm. And so the way in which they were interacting just felt a little disrespectful to be blunt and it was a, a little bit embarrassing mm. because the caliber of speakers they were rangatira mm. and the mispronunciation 
pronunciation of names, the cutting them off during some of the quarter to do a hashtag for the conference. Some of the questions were really basic that didn't need to use the time to talk about it. What is an iwi? Oh, you know, right. you can have okay. other things like that. It was that's the one oh ones type questions, and you don't need um, some of our rangatirahimis to do that when they've got twenty minutes to talk. Mm. About mm. And I really reflected on it, and I was thinking, our tipuna, our ancestors didn't para the ara pave the pathway for us to kind of not carry on these quarter and kind of sit mediocre in some of the conversations we've been having for it feels like a long time mm. it's time to level up we don't always need to continue on talking the why particularly in Aotearoa I think we've got mm. such a good journey of where we've been moving with the crown Māori relationship I think it's now we need to get really into the detail around the how we do it mm. particularly when I was talking about shine the light of excellence there's so much going on where people are doing really good. But because we're jumping from project to project, you kind of don't get a chance to share the good stuff. Or there's other stuff going on that are not as good that kind of mm, overshadows. So there's so much room just to address the elephant in the room. Like, mm. what are some really good topics we want to talk about? What's the groundbreaking? How do we connect? I think that's a big thing when we say crown mode relationship. Who are we talking about? Mm. who do we talk to and having a space to have that I think would be so valuable not only in government but broad yeah and I think that's what happened with the post is that it's very good <laughs> a lot of people have been thinking the same thing yeah, yeah. and to be fair we have these conversations a lot and it's usually when we're having a cup of tea yeah. or at, we're unwinding after work <laughs> or we see each other on the rugby field supporting the kids. <laughs> we have these little conversations. Yeah. But maybe we should invest some time and actually provide a space for this to happen. Mm. And so what you, the number of likes and the amount of comments was just on the post alone. The amount of private messages I received, mm. as well as from Aotearoa, but internationally, I actually posted on three different platforms. So like also Facebook, <laughs> 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 <Look at> you. <laughs> Facebook and Instagram as well, they also got hits and likes, mm. different audiences. You know, we have Iwi on the post going, you tell us when and where, bub, and we'll be there from a number of Iwi. And we had our government agencies going, we've been looking for that next step Mm. Uh, rather than investing in the one-on-ones we do want to know the how how can we get in behind you and support this a mm. number of consultancy agencies and business multi businesses and broader in the regions asking let mm. us know when this is happening we want to come a number of facilitators going how we want to know how we can do things better mm. how can we be part of this and a number of conferences and organizations that run these things going, yes, we need to have yeah. a chat. <laughs> How can yeah. we level up a bit more for the audience that we have here? Because we've all been quite used to running the ones we have. Because it's a big thing running a conference. Mm. It's huge. And it was quite overwhelming, to be honest. At first. Yeah. I was like drowning in support because people were like, I'm on the team. I want to come. I want to do you were you expecting that or was that surprising? It was surprising because I wasn't expecting it either. In my mind, I was thinking maybe like a 40-like a type of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, and in my mind, I thought people might think I was being hypothetical where I kind of mm. wasn't. 
I don't know if I really had the intention of running a conference, but mm. I just wanted to spark interest. Yeah. Well, it did and, and, and then some. It has been a great talking point as I walk down Lambton Quay or the terrace or at Whanau Hui. Everyone's so supportive of it mm. that it's got wings and we are definitely doing something. I just feel like the pull towards doing it is so strong has to happen so mm. we've had a few sessions with some Māori public servants who have been talking this type of talk mm. for a while I'm like right time to do the mahi <laughs> let's come together and figure out what is it that we can actually do and we've had really good support from a number of agencies to do that and we've now come to a point where we're creating a trust we are really designing this thing it is going to happen we also have a plan a teaser event to kind of pull more people <laughs> in and also get a really good idea around how and what people want to see like mm. we i think the thing is we don't want this to be driven from us and i mm. think that's the point of the post is yeah we need to meet the needs of the people so what is it they want who is it for? Another point to it is we want to exemplify the message we're giving, which is how do we do this with iwi? Mm. How do we do this with our communities and with government mm. together and business yeah. all together? Yeah. It's just that is. a singular, yeah, where the partner's not always with you when you're talking mm. about them. <laughs> so it's happening and <laughs> things are moving and yes. it's just happened overnight. It feels like it. Yeah, pretty awesome yeah. story, Kara. And That's crazy. There's a lot to unpack in what you've just said. Yeah. One of the things, you know, you mentioned at the very start of that quarter was, I think we've moved be from the why to the how. What What is it that makes you think the timing is right? I think on the back of the conference that I had gone, it was a lot about the why, why we do what we do and the history behind where we are right now and how we need to do more good partnerships and engagement mm. and it was more for the international audience I feel mm. I do feel like in a number of our agencies we should be a lot more aware of our history and our intent I don't think we can I still think we need to do talk about the why Mm. But I think we need to get better at talking about how it could be done better. Because I think that's mm. where people, the rub is like, we know we need to be a good treaty partner or we yeah. know we need to engage with Māori as a number of them are users of our services. But how do we do that? Yeah. And, yeah. and who do we talk to and what's worked for other people? And is there a new era or innovation or groundbreaking things that we could jump on and create together? It's those types of things I think that are needed right now. Sitting in the way alone will continue yeah. just to and it, yeah. stay stagnant. Yeah. I remember Atafai Tibble, he had a call it all with him on the podcast a while yeah. back and he said there's this gap between good intentions and good practice and so he's trying to close that gap and that's kind of what I'm hearing <laughs> from you actually oh um, he's on board too oh yeah so. I bet he is he'll be in the thick of it <laughs> yeah Something else that interested me here, and this is kind of feels like the elephant in the room is, you know, you're talking about partnerships and government and some Māori mm -hmm. users of government services, blah, blah, blah. 
then there's the whole other aspect of what about mana, mana motuhake and mm. Māori being self-governing and leaders of their own futures. I'm interested in how you see that corridor playing out or developing. I think that is a great point to be raised. There's a conversation we've been having in work at the moment amongst uh, my team. And it's a question we ask every time we go into a new project is how can Te Māori enhance the system that we're working with? Which is a different way of thinking from have we looked at how we engage with Māori here is mm. actually how can Te Māori and its whole worldview enhance mm. what we're doing? And then there's a reciprocal side of that is how can our clever system help Te Māori? Mm. And I think having those spaces, which is definitely where I see this conference being, where you have representatives of government, you have our iwi available to share and talk what they would like and finding the synergies and acknowledging the differences and where they need to sit in their own spaces. Mm. But there's so many synergies that are not needed to be forced, if that makes sense. If we use te reo Māori, the reo belongs to our iwi and our, our Māori communities, but it is such a huge part of our DNA and identity as Aotearoa New Zealand, and it is rightly the language we should all share in and use um, as who we are. Mm. And it's uniquely us, and I love that part of it. And how does iwi support that? And where does that, all of us learning Te Reo Māori, and where can the government assist in helping as well, but respecting each other's roles mm. as well as those synergies as well. So I think in terms of the space in the conference, I'd love, love for iwi to have space to talk about what they're doing mm. and if they need help from us and where they would like engagement and partnership rather than being mm. driven from another sideline. Mm. That would be fantastic. As you were talking there, you know, questions are coming up for me. <laughs> I was realizing like what a long game this is. And what you've sparked is just one little drop in the in the river that yeah. has been flowing along for a long time <laughs> and is going to keep flowing. As much as people have been making shifts, there's definitely been some cultural shifts mm. over the last few years. It has been continuous. I think we could go a lot further. There needs to be an ecosystem of things happening. And if this conference can trigger that ecosystem of things that we really do need, rather than continually carrying on with what we have right now alone, mm -hmm. I don't think we will get the shifts that we need. Like mm -hmm. We have a lot of people doing some amazing work off their own back and carrying through quite a tough journey to make these challenging shifts for other people. Mm. And we are seeing the fruits of that mahi. Is there a space where we can bring all of that thinking, where we all want to see our future, mm -hmm. uh, leveraging off the amazing work that has happened today, so that more of that ecosystem of what's needed happens? Because I did, I did get asked, my dad's, you know, he is a strategist for days and he will tell you, run it straight, he'll tell you. And he goes to me, that's nice, bub. You want to run a conference. Karawe. And what? And what will happen? Is it mm. going to be one of those ones where you walk away and go, I went to two nice little workshops that have kind of given me some spark. Mm. Is this about shifting the diversity or Māori kōrero at the end of usually an agenda to the front? Mm. Is it about 
creating a system where we would encourage our mokopuna to thrive in in the future, but we've got so much work to get it to where it is now. And I'm like, oh, you're giving me ideas. Is it about connecting people so they don't feel isolated? Is it about sharing stuff that we've never shared before and having to not reinvent the wheel? More importantly, are we creating change together rather Mm. than our lone rangers going at it? What is it that we're trying to achieve? And I think that's in the forefront every time we have a meeting about (laughs) what this conference is. Because what are we actually trying to do? <laughs> and you're going, oh, geez, Dad, I just wanted to come home for a cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, right, I thought I was going to chill, but okay, let's keep that all going. And you know, there's a number of us in public service who come from families like this, where a lot of our dads, we're in the space that we were in now, and we would be the kids in the room on the side of the TV, copying the dances on top of the pops and all that sort of stuff, while they're having their cup of teas and strategizing yeah, yeah. over um everything but those questions are the questions you value because you really do want to push it further than normal otherwise yeah we could have a hui Mm. it could be nice and we probably do need one but how do you help support the change and the impact Mm. we want and um, Mm. just opening up the door to that stuff is so needed it's overdue Mm. And I think Aotearoa, we're so good at world leading in every other space. Let's fashion a new era of real talk conferences. Love it, Cara. Something else I'm, I'm interested in your perspective on is what's happening in the regions mm. outside of Wellington versus what's happening in central government in Wellington. You talked before about some of the, the bright spots, the um, awesome successes to share yeah, where are they? Are they out in the regions? Is that what's happening in central government? Or... Yeah, yeah, I think they're everywhere. But yeah. I just don't think everyone has had the chance to see those bright lights. And to be fair, you get it wherever you go, particularly working for the Crown or in government in Wellington. You're like, here comes Wellington to the regions. Or <laughs> yeah. it's nice sitting in your ivory tower in government yeah. on the terrace, yeah. which has some truth to it. We're really good at pumping out policies uh, sometimes mm. and not necessarily connecting to how that would look like on the ground. And being able to communicate and engage more with our regions I think that's a balance we're always trying to find but you know surprisingly through this post I've had a lot of zooey with the regions who have shown interest one in particular around environment and how pending how this goes can they take a similar type of thinking to their regions and run a mm. hui there which talks looks at all the different hubs amongst their own city or town and of course, like, don't don't wait mm. for us. Yeah, we don't own the co-papa. If anyone else was to lead this conference, I'd be there in a heartbeat too. You know? <laughs> I think the thing is, it's the starting of the conversation that's mm. probably the most important. But the real talk side of it, we get really good at being political and being diplomatic in our response. But sometimes you really just need to chew the fat and talk some real stuff. Mm. How did you get this strategy past that door? Who did you talk to in this region? And what kind of conversations did you have? And are there some things I could learn and take away? Some really helpful, practical things. Mm. And I do think there's some real cool examples of where that's worked well here amongst the terrace Mm. and I also think there's a number in the regions at the forefront of what is implemented that needs to be shared too but also the experience of Māori and iwi in using and 
yeah. participating and hopefully trying to lead in partnership some of these things that doesn't always get heard either. And there's some really good examples to how do you put more light on that? Mm. And if it takes a conference to do it, let's do it. If it's having more of these types of podcasts that shares more of that stuff, fabulous. I think any light on those things is needed because we just don't do enough of it. And Kara, if you were, I mean, it might not be this kind of conference, but let's say Kara no. is, she's doing the keynote on the first day. What would be front of mind when oh, I've got a, I've got a stage, I've got a willing audience. Oh, Here's what I want to say. That's a good question. Or Tufitia Tehopo would be my opening statement. Just take the bull by the horns and go for it. I break down when octopus gets caught. The first thing it does is just loosens up and relaxes and gets taken. If you're trying to catch a shark, it's going to fight to the end. <laughs> it's, going to, it's determined, it's dynamic. Not that if it isn't, but, you know, it's just a different thing. And I really do think people should seize the day and really fight hard for what they believe in. And if I was to say anything, like to my 16-year-old self, would be don't let anyone quantify your worth. You are you. Go out and be the best you your culture, your foundation, your journey, but you know, you're amongst a number of people. How can we actually do it together? But that's, oh, if I had a bit more time, <laughs> <laughs> yep. I would have come Definitely up with some amazing. On the spot. I like that fuckatoki. It's my be favorite. There, be there, the shark, not the octopus. I think that's really what's uncovered through this journey of just that conference alone is people have been thinking about this for such a long time. Mm. And they have so much to add to it. Mm. I think the amount of cup of teas, like if we're talking mm. about Atafai and his concept around <laughs> yeah. Kotahimano cup of tea, I feel like I've had Kotahimano cup of tea and I'm probably <laughs> going to have more up until we actually have this mm. conference with an amazing crew of people. But there's people are ready to do some do mm. and helping them do it in a way that they feel supported or gives them confidence and in a way that we all feel collectively is the right way to move forward, then let's do it. <laughs> you look ready. Like, I'm come so on, ready. Come at me. <laughs> I was telling the team that I'm working with, around this, they're amazing. Just go with me for a little bit. Visualize yeah. this. I'm like, I can see the lights dimming down after the pohiri. Because <laughs> again, of course, you got to have mana whenua, got to have our pohiri. <laughs> Welcome everyone in. So it's all about pohiri, pohiri, got to be there for the whole thing, but you know, you're coming in, the lights are dimming down, then we've got a playlist of people walking out to something. <laughs> I was like, this isn't WWE, but, you know, you get the idea. <laughs> and our facilitators will have walkout music, we'll have a keynote you know, speaker that's got a gnarly issue. It won't be for the faint-hearted, mm. but it's some real talk we all talk about. We've got some really cool things lined up, and we're going to look at having a teaser in the next few months, which will be a whole day event, supported by a number of really cool people and agencies. And I would invite people to come to that to have a really cool say about what they want to see at the big, big one next year. A really cool place as well. I can't reveal too much because comms are coming out soon. I just see something different, um, not taking away from all the conferences and forums that are happening now that take that quite traditional approach because that's just as meaningful for those that attend those as well as it's just as important and so it's complementary but I do think it can be I think we need something different mm, awesome
awesome. Yeah. For people who are listening and they're just going, oh, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I want to be there. I'm very, um, I'm up for this. Where can they find out more? So at the moment, we're creating a platform and a page for our trust that we're creating, but it will be via my LinkedIn page as well. So keep an eye on my page and then you'll be able to see the links to more of the conferences. We've set them up. But yes. It's coming soon. <laughs> and please do come. We're still looking at options around online. We've got a venue for people to come to. So watch my LinkedIn. My LinkedIn page is Nice. And come Is there anything else you want to add, Cara? This is just one component of my crazy life of committing to <laughs> and then regret not regretting, but then after posting thinking, oh. <laughs> well, I shouldn't have be yeah. slept on that one overnight but there's a few other things going um, I don't post that regularly but when I do I try and make it a little bit easy. but no but just thank you Paul and good luck with Bob and everything thank you for listening to this episode of the Beyond Consultation podcast what did you learn from the show what should we have talked about who else should I interview I would love to hear your feedback And if you want to learn more about what you heard today, everything from the show is at www.businesslab.co.nz slash podcast. If this episode has left you with a burning question, please feel free to submit a voice message through the link on our podcast page. We can then ask that question of a guest in a future episode. Or tag me in a post on LinkedIn or Facebook and I can point you in the right direction. If you want to know when we release new episodes, make it easier for yourself and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Again, thank you for listening. Ngā mihi mō te whakarongo.